Hello, everyone, and welcome to GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast, exploring the challenges and opportunities facing our region. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. We are continuing our conversations about the False Creek Flats. If you're not familiar with this area, it is a major job centre in Vancouver that runs along an area roughly between the Granville and Camby Bridges. The Flats is home to the new Emily Carr University campus and the new St. Paul's Hospital that is under construction. About 8,000 people work at over 600 diverse businesses in the Flats, and over the next 15 years, this area is about to change dramatically with employment expected to triple. Joining us today to talk about the future of the Flats is Alina Marley, the CEO of the Vancouver Economic Commission. Welcome, Alina. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's start off with the Vancouver Economic Commission, here as known as the VEC. (laughs) Some may know that it's an external agency of the City of Vancouver, but can you tell us more about what it is and what it does? Absolutely. Um, Yep, we're, um, the VEC is an agency of the City of Vancouver, so primarily funded and governed um, by City Manager's Office and ultimately Council. Um, We have four pledges that govern all the work that we do, and that's really focused on the Vancouver business community, um, climate action and economy, um, Indigenous economic prosperity, and prosperity for also equity and diversity. And we have a series of research and programs that we do to basically build resilience in the long term in the economy here in Vancouver. Okay, so let's talk about you a little bit. So you've worked in both the public and the private sector in Canada and in the UK. And from my scan of information, your background is in projects and planning and some strategic consulting. So what brought you to the VEC? Great question. Um, I worked for quite a large um, construction group back in the UK, um, working a lot on public-private partnerships, um, so big capital projects where the ultimate client was the public sector. So very early on in my career, I kind of fell in love with doing public sector projects. They're very purpose-led. They ultimately make a difference in a legacy. Um, So worked on a lot of school programs, um, went into consultancy, came over, worked for Ernst & Young as that advisory practice was setting up, and again, worked in the government of public sector practice. And honestly, had a young family, there's pressures in working in professional advisory and was really interested in working on on the public sector and from that. So I actually went over to the city of Vancouver back in 2016 um, in their projects team. So working on the big crunchy programs and projects that are cross-departmental, everything from do strategic reviews of clerks department to um, the very beginning of SNAC that was under my team from the city perspective. um, And basically um, being a key point of contact for some of the city's closest relationships. So those entities that we owned, so Easy Park, PE, which included the Master Plan, the Vancouver Economic Commission, um, and also others we didn't own, but had a good relationship with and needs to build. So that was a school board and the port. So got to know a lot of what the city did at a very strategic level. Um, the previous CEO was leaving and I was approached to say, hey, can you go into the Vancouver Economic Commission just for six months? support them <laughs> we know how that and goes getting set up yeah and to go and actively look for another CEO and six weeks later the pandemic hit and um, and it's been one of my greatest pleasure in my career so far to get to know the team to really support them and amplifying what they do and thinking about how we prioritize our work and being in that sweet spot between city policy and their economic priorities 
and the business community. So how can we bring those policies and strategies alive in a real way with industry? And um, how can we also advocate for industry in a more meaningful way into city policies and priorities? So can easily see how your background and expertise aligns with what you're doing at the BEC. Uh, but let's dive into the False Creek Flats because the VEC had a role in creating the plan in 2017. Uh, it's And I've read through a report, but for those listening who aren't aware, maybe you could fill in some of the blanks there. Yes. So um, back in yeah 2017, which was pre my time, um, we were involved in setting up um, an innovation um, and industrial lands report. Um, we developed the Flats Economic Development Strategy, um, which is intended to be read um, alongside the City of Vancouver's Flats Area Plan. And it's based on four principles, loosely modernizing um, the function of the flats, um, securing and intensifying the back of house functions and catalyzing innovation. Um, so how can we get more innovation in that space and how can we build density in that space? Um, out of that in 2018 also came our industrial insights research, really to uh, amplify um, to policymakers the importance of industrial lands, um, how they were under threat, not enough, not the right types, um, and ultimately businesses have been displaced. And from the city, within the last five years, that's been predicted at being potentially 30,000 jobs, um, 3.6 billion in annual revenue. So something needed to be done. Um, there was also very young businesses there. A lot of them are less than 20 years old. Um, so how can we retain those that we um, are able to attract? So we're deeply proud of this work. Um, it then got taken into city policy and has informed um, the Falls Creek Flats plan. And the plan, um, I, it really is building sort of clusters, if you will. We've got life sciences, uh, technology, education, and I've seen similar plans in other cities across the globe that are doing the same thing. But what people might not know about this area is there's also a vibrant arts and culture community there. So how does this plan kind of knit it all together? Yeah, and I think what's so great about the plan is um, the diversity of businesses that will be down there, uh, building on who, who are already there, and the diversity of jobs, so very technical jobs, creative jobs, and a lot of these jobs and businesses, you need they need space that's um, very specific to them, and needs to be noisy and um, uh, you know, be able to be creative in those spaces. Um, and although it's much cleaner than maybe it was 100 years ago, in, industrial space is still something um, that needs to be um, versatile. Um, so I think the commonality of a lot of these organizations is that, that, that ability for that type of space, but it often needs to be nuanced as well. So the proximity to St. Paul's is obviously building out the life science and the biotech um, community. The, in addition to being close to academia, um, bringing that creative space, those arts with Emily Carr and BCC down there. And, and underpinning all of this is technology. We see technology as cross-sector rather than a sector in its own right. Um, so having those clusters that can work with each other, that can support each other and build off and the talent can move around, investment can move around, it's really crucial. Yeah, I'm glad you said that about technology, because uh, I think there is uh, an understanding now more than ever that every company needs to be a technology company, yeah. and every organization is accelerating their technology to ensure that 
you know, keeping up with all of the advances that are are happening. Um, when we think about the False Creek Flats, though, um, one of the things that comes to mind, of course, is the industrial land shortage that is acute in our region. So how does this parcel of land help to address that? Yeah, the, the, basically, the area today has a significant number of jobs and businesses. However, it's, there isn't much industrial land in Vancouver and there is growing need. Um, so then we have to di- um, densify. I think 7% of Vancouver lands is industrial, which is mm-hmm. surprisingly low. It used to be 10. It's actually been eroded over the last um, decade. And so maybe to- if I could, that, you yeah. know, the, the norm or maybe the benchmark in many other cities is around 10 or 12%. So yes. that gives listeners an idea when you're talking about 7%, we are below the average in many, many cities. Very much so. And we do have to zoom out and look at ourselves as a region. There is industrial lands um, out there um, in different parts of the region, a much um, bigger proportion. However, for a really resilient and diverse city, you want those businesses that are in industrial lands to be close to the city. We're talking 15 minute cities where people can get to their work and live um, or get to their services. Um, you do need a healthy amount of industrial land. You need them for car repair, somewhere you can locate your waste services. You know, there's some core services like salt have to be in those industrial lands. You don't want to be reliant on getting across bridges or highways in those circumstances. So the industrial lands are super important. They're not, they're too few um, in what we've got. So the False Creek Flats plan really is looking at densifying that space. It's looking at stacked multi-use industrial spaces. Um, and, and how we can develop that in a meaning way. It's very connected to the port and transport nodes, um, which is crucial to be able to getting stuff in and out, especially if you're thinking waste or circular economy, um, being connected to the global um, trade and supply network as well. So we have to protect them. We have to grow them through densification. It'd be great to be able to grow them in other places as well. For example, Southwest Marine Drive is a great um, or South Vancouver is a great example of an, an, another space for industrial. Now, we uh, we know that um, in regards to the, the False Creek Flats, that there is a ton of potential. And you've just outlined, you know, why it's an important parcel of land. But on the other side of the coin, we also know that there are significant challenges with with just affordability around land, affordability costs for for businesses. So in the planning for this area, how does what is the Vancouver Economics uh, Commission's position and what are the recommendations to ensure that, you know, this area attracts startups and has a lot of those small and medium businesses make it affordable to be able to to be in this region and to to be in this, this parcel of land? Absolutely. I think number one is protecting it and growing it. So there's more of it that it does support affordability. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about um, including housing within industrial space. And um, I, we, I personally stand by the city's policy where we need to protect this as industrial space. It's not great to have housing co-located. We do need more industrial. So having um, housing on the periphery, 15 minute walks, really, really close to it um, and protecting that so we can grow hopefully to a 10% industrial space is super important. And some of the people um, we've been speaking to have been advocating uh, for more of a mix of, of the residential. So that is going to be part of how you balance what the development looks like. 
Yeah, and I would be more inclined, given it's 7%, this specific parcel, let's think mixed industrial rather than mix of industrial and housing, but keep housing close, accessible, walkable, right on the periphery. And that would be areas like uh, Olympic Village and some of Mount Pleasant and some of the areas right around there. Absolutely, yes. So what is the, I mean, what does that look like then in developing it? What decisions are being made to um, to, to come to some sort of um, firm decision around the, the mix on residential and industrial? My understanding is not close to this um, piece, but my understanding is the city is standing firm at the moment on having it mixed industrial rather embedding the housing um, into it, but looking at that transport knows the access to housing on the periphery. And we support that just because industrial is so low and it's sacred and needs to be densified. What is the Economic Commission's vision around this low carbon, zero carbon economy and how does the False Creek Flats factor into that? That's a great question. Um, so our, our, our vision, I guess our role, again, is to build long-term resilience in the economy. So we're less about providing direct economic services to businesses, for example, like permitting that sits elsewhere within the city um, group. We think we're um, focused on building capacity so that we can mitigate against climate. We can grow jobs for all, so there's prosperity for all. Um, regardless of whether you're entering the, um, in employment or where you are and what stage. And also that indigenous economic prosperity. Um, so which we have components of the city's UNDRIP strategy that was approved last year. There's components that relate to the economy that VC will be taking on. And really with all those things, um, although we're not focused on the flats, um, it's hyper relevant to the flats. So the just transition of moving people into different jobs and more technology focused jobs and those jobs of the future. We have a program that is working um, on that. Um, landed immigrants and newcomers to Vancouver, there is a there is mass talent shortages across every single sector in Vancouver. So people need to come to support that. And again, that exasperates housing and fingers crossed mm -hmm. Vancouver plan, Broadway plan is gonna mitigate some of that. But um, one of our roles is to really help those people um, understand the local market, be tapped into the right employers and those employers kind of capture um, those people and able to employ them in the best way. So there's a number of programs that we do. Climate is at our heart. We've been doing that for 20 years. Um, so in relation to, I guess an illustrative example of that is, again, not on the flats, but very much in industrial is we've been, um, we have a, a flagship program called Project Greenlight. Um, and we, um, it's kind of like a dragon's den. So we have member organizations, um, we have to give them some shout outs, but thank you, Quadrille Forces, New West <laughs> and others. Um, and they come up and the city of Vancouver and they come up with a, a clean tech challenge. Um, so the city of Vancouver, one of theirs was waste. Um, so we down at the um, South Vancouver, we've got a zero waste demonstration site that's been established. Um, we conducted like a dragon's den um, process to get um, innovators to be able to demonstrate zero waste solutions on a city asset. Um, and that has is happening and it's on industrial space and it will address the city's waste pro, um, challenges. So it really filters, you know, across all of the projects that uh, would be happening in the city and the, the core of the focus of the Economic Commission. Um, 
you know, as we wrap up our conversation on the Falls Creek Flats, maybe looking out and and thinking about the timeline is, you know, what is the VEC's vision for the Falls Creek Flats and and how long do you think it's going to take until we get to that point? That's a great question. Um, vision is to basically have a low carbon, zero carbon um, economy. Um, centered within the flats of just having a diversity of businesses that are covering everything from technology to life sciences, um, creative. These types of organizations need a home and having a really vibrant area to be employed in, to run your business and to be able to stay there um, for the long term um, would be my vision. And what do you think the timeline is? You know, when we, if we were sitting here, let's say a decade from now, Lena, would we say, that you know it has been fully developed. Are we talking about a decade? Are we talking about a couple of decades? What what is what do you think about that? Timeline? Oh, I'm rose-tinted glasses, so I'm gonna <laughs> shoot for a decade and cross my fingers and toes. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll pick up the conversation in a decade or so if we're both around. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Thanks so much, Alina. That's Alina Marley, the CEO of the Vancouver Economic Commission.